What is happening, everybody? This is your main man, Chuck S. Livingston, reporting from this with this week's edition of the Hogcast. I'm in a very frigid, frozen tundra-esque Marion, Arkansas, and I'm joined from uh, two of my pals from across the state who are also enjoying or not enjoying frigid temperatures. Uh, as always, we've got Colby Yarbrough on. Colby? What's up, everyone? Uh, and then we've also got Logan, uh, double L uh, for double loser, Livingston. <laughs> What's up, guys? See, basically what it is is Logan is uh, he's such a loser that he actually counts twice, sort of. Um, that takes you know, talent. That takes talent. It does take talent. You're very you're a very anti-talented person. So, um, <laughs> but you know, guys, thanks for coming on as always. You know, we've got a great show today. We're in the thick of basketball season, and this is shaping up to be really a renaissance year for the Arkansas basketball team. Uh, all things considered, Logan and I were just talking, and we're like, man, we could have won ten straight if not for that nonsense loss at Florida, which was nonsense, by the way. If Logan's double loser, they're like six or seven times loser. Because, <laughs> okay, there's so many L's. Uh, I'm still pissed off about that, by the way. Like I, I'm so sick of getting robbed when I go to Flo- you know, when Arkansas goes to Florida, but I you know, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about uh something that's becoming more of a um a, a pretty standard deal. It's a two and a week for the hoop hogs. Uh Razorbacks uh started their week off by uh, just demol- demoralizing Missouri um, as they've done before in the past, and we'll do again uh, soon, whenever we see them again, probably the next three or four years, actually. And um, and then also Saturday, sort of riding the razor's edge a little bit in Starkville, Mississippi, and uh, but still coming up with a big road win. Colby, what did you think about the 2-0 week this week? I, I love it. I mean, there's probably the two worst teams you have left. Uh, the, probably the, you know, Arkansas don't have a bad loss on the resume right now. And, uh, you know, they uh, are not going to have one after they beat Missouri and Mississippi State this weekend. Um, I was worried, really worried about the Mississippi State game. They're a tough team, and um, finding out Portis was sick even made me a little more nervous. But, you know, they came out, took care of business at home, and even didn't have their best shooting night or uh, game overall at Missouri or Mississippi State and still came up with the win, and that's a sign of a good team. I agree, especially on the road. I agree. Logan, what do you think? I can only really speak for the Missouri game. I didn't actually get to watch most of the Mississippi State game. But for the Missouri game, we just completely had the game in control pretty much the whole time. I think they cut it pretty close there at halftime. But we came out of half and just really never slowed down. We, we put the pedal to the metal. Uh, Qualls had a huge night. I'm glad to see him kind of getting back in the groove of things. I know he was in a slump there for a bit. And we're definitely going to need him going forward this week, as we'll talk about later. Um and then also a huge shout-out to Anton Beard, uh, SEC mm. Freshman of the Week. The guy is just a stud. Uh, I think he went, what, two of three for three in the Missouri game. And I think he shot pretty deep. I don't, I don't think he shot that well in the Mississippi State game, but still had over ten points, I think. So, I mean, huge game, huge strides for him. Really, He's going to be really key for us going forward. I've said that for a long time. As so have you, Chuck. Hey, he's just a player, right? You know, we've all said it here. You know, this is really the Anton Beard uh, fan <laughs> fan forum here. You know, I mean, I can't say enough good things about him. I like the way he handles himself. The way I like the way he plays. You know, uh, yeah, I agree. He's going to be a player that um, he'll be remembered because uh, he just keeps getting better every game. Colby said this earlier. You know, you see a lot of guys. You know, freshmen around this time of year they start hitting the wall because they've played so many games. And they're used to playing high school ball, and um, you know, of course, Anton. At uh, Little Rock Parkview in North Little Rock, he went deep into state tournaments his last two years. He won state titles at each spot. Actually, no. His junior year at Parkview, he did not. He won it as a sophomore. But anyway, um, he's went deep into tournaments for So he's used to playing more games. Uh, hopefully he doesn't hit that wall you know, for a while. Uh, he just continued to get better. Bobby Portis is still a monster. Uh, it's, just, it's just a team that makes sense on paper. It's a team that... You know, you got you got Bobby to block shots, handle the boards, and score whenever they need it. You know, basically, you've got Beard to run the point. He is a true point guard that can also shoot the ball. 
You got Michael Qualls to do athletic. I mean, every game it seems like he comes up with just an uber athletic play. Yeah, and the um, big thing about Qualls as well, his shot has improved dramatically. I mean, yes. hit, the corner three, like if he gets an open look, it's going down. Like he is going to hit it, and that's that's a huge step forward. Because before, if he couldn't get in the lane, he wasn't going to score very much. But now with that shot, I mean, our offense has just skyrocketed. Yeah, and on top of that, you know, the, the corner three is the most efficient shot in basketball. So if you mm-hmm. give him that. Then you know that's an extra point, and it's just it's a very dangerous uh, offensive repertoire, and uh, just everything. You know, a lot of guys. Um, you know, the, the good thing about having such a deep team is if somebody has an off night, then they're able to, to get back after. You know, I, I was kind of the same way as y'all, Missouri. Uh, it was just a great day because it was a big win. Uh, we love running up on Missouri at Bud Walton Arena. Uh, we we're accustomed to that. Uh, going back to the third or fourth game ever played at Walton Arena, when uh, we we as Colby likes to say. Uh, our best team in history beat their best team in history by half a hundred. Um, you know, so if that makes me a hater, so be it, but it also makes me a truth teller. Um, you know, so ran them off the court there, got on the other day. It, was, it ended up being what, 15 or 16 points, but anybody who watched it knew that Missouri was never really involved in the proceedings. They kind of showed up to take their medicine. Mississippi state. I look the same way, you know, it's, you run, you run around so long, but I, the thing I liked about it was that with so many things working against Arkansas, and there were a lot, bad shooting night, Bobby Porter's sick, uh, they were still able to respond and get a win. We've seen this team lose that game before, uh, even as early as last year. Um, and the other thing Colby said about no bad losses is important because I think as we all famously remember, last year at the end of the year, we ended up um, – Meltdown mode. <laughs> taking, yeah, taking a couple of bad losses, okay, and, um, and uh, just basically – I'm not going to say it kept out of the tournament because I don't know what they talked about, but it certainly didn't help our cause. Uh, so just a lot to like. You know, uh, again, a big week. Uh, we've got a good one coming, two good ones, actually. And, um, you know, uh, sort of talking about Corliss, uh, Colby suggested that we um, um, talk about greatest Razorback ever. Uh, you know, they retire Corliss' number, raises ban- you know, banner to the banner to the rafters in Bud Walton Arena. So I guess I'll start with uh, Logan. Logan, who's your favorite Razorback of all time? Uh, for the basketball hogs, I'd have to go Ronnie Brewer just for my era of watching Myself. the Razorbacks. Yeah, Myself. yeah, you, I guess, since you're so Ronnie Brewer like. Uh, I felt like I he just uh, he was always making plays. Like I don't know, he just made plays all the time, getting steals and doing those fast breaks. It was just always exciting to watch him play. Because um, I mean, that was like really about the beginning of my Razorback basketball era, watching watching the Hog hoops. So. The Brewer's a stud. I mean, he had a pretty long career in the NBA as well, so he's a very good player. And he's still bouncing now, yeah. Not, not a bad choice, Colby. Mm-hmm. Corliss uh, has got to be my, my favorite player of all time at Arkansas. He just – that's when I was – I was in 94. And that's when I started watching basketball when I was about five years old. And, and you know, that's where you know, stuck with me. So he's always been my favorite player, and no one's really really taught what he's done as far as I'm concerned. And, I mean, I don't think – as anybody's concerned, I mean, I don't think no one's done what he's done. And it, what I remember about that, just whole team in general, is I had a cousin that was going to U of A, and I called him, and um, or he called me. I don't, or mom called him. I don't remember. But anyways, like, I was talking to him, and I was like, hey, can you get Corliss autograph? And I was like, well, well, can you get Scotty's autograph? Dwight? And, I mean, I went through, like, ten players on the team. <laughs> Overall, I mean, so that whole team, I just love them. I mean, all the way down to Al Dillard, Dwight Stewart, uh, you know, Roger Crawford, everybody. I mean, I was going through the list like crap. We just might as well get a whole bas- you know, basketball, and the whole team signs it. Well, I know why Colby likes Alex Dillard because he felt like he was Alex Dillard back in the intramural hoop days at, at uh, UCA. He'd just pull it from anywhere. That mug would – uh, as soon as he crossed the center court, he's going up with it, you know, and he would actually say Alex Dillard, but he never hit, like, ever – 
Like he was I, 0 for infinity, you know, from that range. So I, I don't do know why I kept favor shooting. some three-point shooters, but. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, mine, man, like, I never saw him play for the Razorbacks, and I don't, I couldn't have seen him play in the NBA either, but uh, Sidney Moncrief, you know, just, you, you look back over time, you talk about a guy that, um, I mean, obviously he was part of the famed triplet squad with uh, Marvin Delph and uh, Ron Brewer, uh, Ronnie Brewer Jr.'s uh, father. Uh, all all the guys brought th- something different. They were part of Arkansas's first uh, Final Four team in the modern era. Uh, just did a lot of great things. You know, I really, I still feel like they could have won a national title uh, in 1978 when they, um, you know, they kind of got jobbed against Indiana State the way everything I've ever read says that. Uh, they want that bird magic. Yeah, they wanted that. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, hey, they gonna keep Indiana State in the game, homie. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, uh, you know, again, I would absolutely have made that joke if I were around back then. Uh, but uh, you know, j- just Sydney guy puts it on, you know, and and really uh, spawned the greatest Sports Illustrated cover of all time, the one where he's about to throw down a monster tomahawk dunk against Texas. Um, that was in seventy. I want to say seventy eight. Had to be yeah, February. Actually, it's the background of my computer at work, so. That's how I was able to tell. February 13, 1978, it's got Sidney just sky into the rack. Uh, and he was an exciting player. You know, the favorite Sidney Moncrief story is uh, uh, I'm, I, you guys have heard of Michael Jordan. He used to play for the Chicago Bulls. I've heard of him once or twice. Colby? Yeah, I've heard of him a couple times. Actually, we, Jordan, we, share, we share a birthday, so we go way back. They actually do. They, they, they text each other every year on their birthday. So, mm-hmm. um, so somebody was interviewing Michael 90. It was when he was retired. Uh, playing baseball so you know 93 94 95 somewhere in there somebody asked him they said man you know do you miss basketball well, i kind of you know but uh they, they asked him all right well who's the toughest guard defense he's like you know michael obviously nobody nobody ever stopped you but you know who's who's the toughest person to guard you ever he's like man there are, there are two guards that stand out uh, joe dumars he was a guard with the detroit pistons very good very good player multiple time all-star finals mvp i believe in 89 or 90 and he said the other guy was Sidney Moncrief. Now, Sidney would have had a – I mean, he had a productive NBA career anyway, but he ended up hurting his knee and, um, you know, didn't have the type of pro career that he, he probably was capable of. But there was a spell before that injury that he was a guy that Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player ever, uh, regarded as one of the best – the hardest defensive matchups ever. So uh, pretty, high, pretty high praise, I would say. Um, and he really put the Razorbacks back on the map in the modern era under Eddie Sutton. So um, – I would say Sidney Moncrief, uh, but there's no wrong answer. I mean, unless you're saying like Davor Remots or Jason Jennings <laughs> or something like that. So uh, Colby said Nietzsche Gomez before the show, and I think y'all remember Nietzsche, and he uh, he wasn't a bad player, but he 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 couldn't Definitely carry Sidney. Great. He he might not have been an all-time great. He was the greatest <laughs> Razorback from Panama ever. Let's say that. How about that? You, you want to roll with that? Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with you there. I want to give uh, some honorable mention to Michael Jones. You remember him, Chuck? Mike Jones. Mike Jones. He had, not even for his play, but he had just had some hilarious groin injuries throughout the year. He would pull up on a wide open layup and just like, his, his like I guess he pulled Twice, a hammy or yeah. something. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. One of them was Kentucky at Walton Arena. Like, it was like early, it was like the second or third <laughs> possession of the game. He comes flying down the lane, hits a layup, and he goes down and immediately like falls on his butt and he's just reaching and like he's grabbing his junk and like just before like HD and everything, I was like, oh my gosh, like what happened to this guy? <laughs> And later in the season, I think we were playing LSU or something. And again, it was the same deal. I don't know if it was like a recurring de- – I mean, I assume it was the same groin that he injured. But, like, yeah. it was like a recurring deal throughout the season. Like, man, somebody get this guy an ice pack? Or? I just know me and Chuck would make fun of that guy all the time just because of that. Still it was do. Like some, Still yeah, do. some of the funniest jokes. Mike Jones actually was also the guy that shot the controversial three at LSU where they said his foot was on the line. Oh, it wasn't controversial. It was a three. 
It was a three, but we're that's going well, back well, to the zebras well, talk we had earlier. <laughs> zebras, yeah, they, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and not the not the pine bluff zebras, okay, the uh, the, uh, the the screw job zebras. So anyway, we're we're gonna move on. Uh, you know, as great as last week was, this week's really gonna test our metal. It's gonna be, you know, arguably one of the biggest weeks for Razorback. I mean, probably in maybe known or in Mike Anderson's career, and you know, one of the biggest ones in some time as well. 50, at least fifteen years. At least fifteen years. Uh, the reason is uh, pretty simple. Uh, you're going to have a uh, home date against uh, the Texas A&M Aggies, who are amazingly, shockingly um, playing really good basketball right now. Yeah, turning the team solidly and uh, just playing. Uh, I think they're eight and four in the league. They're just a game behind Arkansas. Ten and four, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, just a really solid uh, outfit, you know. Um, and then of course there's a um, the matter of a game against. Um, Kentucky on Saturday. We'll start off with A&M. Logan, uh, what do you think? What do you see from the A&M matchup? Have you done any Aggies research? Um, I'm barking up the wrong tree here. No, I mean, they had, they, um, they don't really score. They're averaging like 67 points a game. Um, so I imagine we'll hold them well under – I don't think well under that, but I can see us holding them into the lower 60s. Uh, they're not known for scoring a whole lot of points. Uh, they do shoot very efficiently, though. They're 76th overall in the NCAA in shooting, so we're going to need to try to keep them off the perimeter. Um and hopefully contain their shots. But, I mean, it's at home. I really feel comfortable uh, with this game, at least, because uh, I think we do go at least one and one this week. Um, and I think we take care of business. I really I really do think we, we can we can hang with A&M, take them down. What about Kentucky? Whew, Kentucky. Colby, what do you think about Kentucky? <laughs> I like how Logan just passed the buck on the air. <laughs> you know, I, I think we'll um, – I, I don't think we'll win. I think we'll play them tough. Boo. Um, Boo. <laughs> I'm more nervous about the A&M game. I'm kind of just, you know, I, what? I, it's good. No, I'm I'm, ner- I'm nervous about Kentucky, but you know, I don't want us to look ahead of to Kentucky and lose A&M, lose Kentucky, and then you know we'd be kind of wore out going to South Carolina. So, you know, I think um, you know A&M's got some really good guard play. Um, they can shoot the ball really well from the outside. House had I think seven three pointers last weekend. And so, you know, we've had some problems defending three, although Arkansas has been a lot better here lately. You know, that's kind of came one of their strengths here lately. But, you know, if they, they can get by A&M, you know, talk about a matchup we haven't seen in forever. You know, this late in the season, Arkansas versus Kentucky, two almost top 15 teams. And, you know, I don't know, but things are different. Arkansas, talk, talk, going back to the A&M game, uh, Arkansas is kind of the hunted now. You know, they used to be the hunter. You know, the the hunter, and they're trying to you know needing big wins to make the tournament. A and M don't have a big win on their resume. They're probably in the tournament as of now, but this is kind of put them in for sure in the tournament, bearing a you know losing out, and so they need this win. So we're going to get probably their best punch. And um, you know, it's kind of crazy. You know, Arkansas's uh, national respect's going up. This game was actually on the SEC network. Tomorrow supposed to be on the SC Network tomorrow. Well, they moved to the Super Tuesday ESPN uh, Network. So, you know, big things are coming, and uh, hopefully, um, you know, we can go one and one. But you know, if we go two and two, um, look out. I will say the alarming thing about I'm just looking at the stats right now. Uh, they don't score a whole lot of points, but they do play pretty good defense. They're 63rd in points allowed. They average giving up about 61 points uh, per game, and we're in the top 15, I think, in points scoring. Uh, per game so something's gonna have to give here um i do like that this game's at home but definitely could see us losing this game at college station but we've got to play solid defense and need to try to get a little bit better at rebounding because a&m also rebounds the ball a little bit better than us so and that's something i've criticized all year our rebounding needs to improve a little bit going forward 
And we cannot lose with them hanging Nolan's banner in the rafters. Yeah, that's unheard of. You can't let that yeah. happen. Hopefully, you got a rowdy crowd, and uh, Nolan gives them. He speaks to them before the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, sort of, sort of agree with y'all. You know, you, you got a situation here where uh, another big win. You know, Colby talked about how, you know, um, you're not going to have any bad losses, and that's great. But again, it's always nice to pick up a uh, big win if you can. Uh, you want to defend your home court as well. And also, you know, you don't know when you might see A&M down the line again. You might catch them in the uh, SEC tournament. And you, you know, you just don't want them to think that, that, they, can, uh, that they can beat you, you know. So yeah. it's, uh, it's going to be important to defend that. Um, and uh, Kentucky, you know, it's um, just a big game. It, it is like the 90s again. You know, I remember in the 90s there was a two-year stretch there where uh, the game was such a, uh, such a big deal for Hoops fans that uh, CBS, w- who had the rights to the game, would uh they would move it to Super Bowl Sunday, the day of the Super Bowl, and uh like you know so they'd run it at like eleven or eleven thirty, and then the super it lead up to the Super Bowl, and it was like and it always cleaned up, it always did well. Of course, that was ninety four ninety five when Arkansas um, was a arguably the best team in the country over those pa- over those two years, you know. So uh, I, I mean I would argue that point. I don't know who else would. <laughs> certainly, but, we went to, went to um, two title games. <laughs> yeah, so I mean nobody else can claim that. So uh, and again that's why in Kentucky was also a, a, a a national power too so you know very not quite to that level but uh it, it may never be that level again um so all right so let me throw this one at you uh since we're talking about the good old days of kentucky um uh logan what, what is your favorite arkansas kentucky moment ever uh, well it's gotta be last year Qualls <laughs> dunk at the buzzer dude you can't get much better than that because that's hard was to top epic. that i literally lost my crap in my room i was like throwing crap everywhere i couldn't believe it like it was amazing i've I, i've been watching race right basketball since like the early 2000s and like that was by far the most hype i've ever been about a basketball game not a bad one colby what do you think i mean i can't i mean i can't think of another one that could top by last year's game uh, tip in dunk at the buzzer uh, yeah, I don't. I can't think of any other one. Oh man, they. Uh, that's a good one. I remember when we beat uh, Kentucky at home uh, two years ago after Nerlens Noel was lost for the season. Um, that that was a pretty that was a fun game because we were sort of still finding our way. Yeah, was uh, game. yeah you were. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, my favorite one would probably be, and I didn't know it at the time. I didn't know this happened, but uh, there is a great great uh scene from the 94 uh net national titles uh video highlight uh it was called a hog heaven and basically um kentucky had won i don't know 60 something straight home games uh the last loss they had was since the 92 game against arkansas at rupp arena uh this was that was the first year arkansas joined the league and you know, kind of the talk was Arkansas can't do anything with Kentucky, you know, and well, we did, though. But <laughs> spoiler like, alert. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Uh, actually, we could do everything with Kentucky, do anything we wanted to with them uh, other than beat them in the SC tournament, which we later did anyway. But so Arkansas beat them in um, 1992 at Rupp Arena, and Kentucky didn't lose again for two years, over two years. Well, in February of 94, obviously the year Arkansas won the national title, they, um, they went to play Rupp Arena again. Arkansas is number one. And Kentucky was number five or six. They were up there as well, okay? And um, so they jump out to it. Kentucky jumps out to a big first half lead. The Hogs end up winning, though. And uh, before the game, no one had written, like, you know, 62-1 and one on the board or whatever. And um, mm-hmm. after the game, like, uh, Alex Dillard, like, runs to the locker room, like, hugs Coach Richardson, and he races the one and writes two up there. Woo! Uh, and I was like, oh, word! Like, that, that, like that, again, if – 
if the if the you know six or seven year old me had known about that, I would have I would have gotten a three tattoo on me because that was Dillard's <laughs> number. But uh, but I was sitting there so like so yeah like it was it was it was a pretty great moment. I'd love to find that online somewhere. But yeah, basically like you know that was Nolan's message. He said nobody can beat him here except us. And then he was right. No, nobody, nobody beat him there except Arkansas back in those days. So uh, just to be a big deal like that, you know, national television, you know, Saturday afternoon uh, to hopefully Final Four, maybe even a title game preview. Who knows? I'll take it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, yeah, so hopefully we make a new favorite Kentucky memory on Saturday. I, I certainly am looking forward to it. Uh, just because, you know, the other important thing is, like, you want to know how you stack up against those teams. Like, I think we all think that Kentucky's a better team right now. They've got more talent. But, I mean, if you win the game or if you're even in the game at Rupp Arena, I think you, I think most people feel pretty good about that. So, and it's always nice to beat the slime ball John Calipari. So. Yeah, this will be a big – this is like a – me and Charlie talked about this before the show. Uh, this week is, like, very pivotal pivotal for our ranking. Logan, invent words out here. I'm inventing words as I go, yeah. Words are hard. So anyway, yeah, for seeding, this week is huge because not only we got a tournament team in AM, but we also got pretty much the best team in the country in Kentucky. And this will be like on a national stage. Everybody's going to watch and see how Arkansas stacks up. So like you said, I mean, we play them tough. Even if we don't win, that's going to gain a lot of respect in a lot of a lot of the committee's eyes uh, for placement. And, you know, where your place is going to be huge. I mean, we talked about it. You know, you get a four or five seed. It makes, it makes getting to the Sweet 16 significantly easier than if you get that eight or nine spot. Um, and you know how to place, and you got to place like a number one seed in the second round because that's we had that happen actually the last time we went when we got just railed by North Carolina. They just that was a bad us. time. That was a bad yeah. time. That was not fun at all. The, the, actually, the, the least fun part about that was uh, talking about North Carolina. That was a great team, obviously, and that they were a year away from winning a national title. But uh, Logan and I's grandmother was a big. She was always a big Tar Heels fan. She was from North Carolina, and uh, she gave it to me pretty good uh, after that game, and maybe Logan too. But I remember she was like. <laughs> I couldn't even play within thirty points. I'm like, shut up, Emma. <laughs> I remember them being up like. Again? I remember them being up like forty five and like oh, the yeah. first half. It was bad. It was real bad. You remember? I was actually watching this game at Logan's house, uh, Logan's parents' house, and like they, CBS cut away from it. It was so lopsided. We had to get it online, and like they kept like Tyler Hansbro kept hooping, and like Tyler Hansbro had like eighty points. Ty Lawson, like, oh, that was a terrible day. Why did you bring that day up? I don't know, man. This happened. Uh, but that, I guess that was the last meeting. So uh, the good times, man. I I, I love basketball. Um, it's well, better when you're winning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. I mean, uh, is it kind of weird that this is? I mean, this late in the season, we're not talking about potentially magnet tournament. We're talking about like we got to keep winning and get a better seed. Like we're pretty much in bearing a collapse. I can get used I, to it. Yeah, I mean, it's much better conversation than last year. And I think even if we collapse and lose like three out of four or something, I think we still get in. We'd just be a terrible seed, but. I mean, I don't think that happens. We could back and lose five straight, and we're probably with our RPI. We're probably like a, a probably the last four in or something. Yeah, we'd be in, but yeah, you, I, I really don't. I don't see us losing all of our games, though. We got this. I uh, I see it this way. You know, I feel like the seven, eight, nine, and ten. I feel like that's almost like no man's land. You know, I feel like that's one where you're almost better off slipping to you know twelve or thirteen even. Uh, and we I don't think we can get that bad of a seed. I think we would have to lose out. So I, I'm of the opinion, you know, like, because then, you know, you do have a tough first round matchup, but then if you win that, you know, so it's like, you know, Arkansas is a 12 seed made the 96 Sweet 16. So, um, you know, if you trust your team, but uh, no, it's a great, and, and again, the games have more importance, you know, because like, you know, before it was like do or die, like last year, you know, we knew we had to win, we had to beat Alabama, we knew we had to beat South Carolina, uh, because if, if we didn't, then we were fighting for our tournament lives. But now it's like, you know, if, if you just, 
go to Kentucky and leave with your head still attached. You know, <laughs> you lose by six points, you know, in a heartbreaker. You're, maybe you're down one late. You know, I think the committee will take that into account and say, man, that dog on Arkansas, it's going to be Kentucky. You know, and like they'll, they won't hit you like they would for in the past, you know. So so it's a good feeling. It's exciting. And, um, and again, like, you know, now you're almost looking around the country and seeing who else is winning and losing, you know. So whoever else you might be in contention with. Uh, it's just it's just more meaningful all the way around, you know. There's it's um you know um it's it, it, it's been a good year. It's been a good year. Well, the good thing about Mike Anderson in the tournament is I feel like I, I don't know I don't have the stats in front of me, but he's had three pretty decent runs into the tournament. So I'm pretty excited to see what his first run with Arkansas is. I mean I don't I don't foresee us just getting in the tournament and losing in the first round. I really just do not think that happens. I think our team in the style that Mike Anderson plays, I really don't I don't think that we'll go out that way because there's no I don't think there's the teams we'll be facing haven't seen a team with this kind of pressure and this kind of offense yet, more than likely. So, um, I'm excited. Like I'm very excited. It's the most excited I've been about basketball if pretty this, much ever. If they can get shipped out maybe to the West Coast, maybe in Gonzaga's uh, uh, region or something i mean i feel pretty good maybe they can make a lead eight run because you know get mm. the four seed or something because um i don't think gonzaga has really had that tough of a schedule maybe get to arizona arizona is really good but they kind of had some trouble on the road so you know i don't know i mean you, you get a team like this and put them in a region like it's all, the, the tournament's all about matchups as far as you make it arkansas you get a, a team that like slow it down and they kind of control the pace and they might go out first or second round but that, and on the other hand, they might get a team that you know can handle pressure really good, and they make a big run, maybe a Sweet Sixteen run or, or, high, or a late Eight run. Yeah, a team with bad guards would uh, Arkansas is a nightmare matchup for them, just because obviously the pressure number one and number two, you know, it, it's just you got to play the whole time. You can't have those mental mistakes because you know Arkansas plays with such momentum that if, if they get one thing going right, then now it's like oh man, you know they, they don't quit coming. They're just like pit bulls. Not like the singer, like like the like the, the rabbit animal, <laughs> uh, or some of you know. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> um, you know, but um, yeah, I mean, exactly. Especially in a, a in a one game elimination, like it's different than the NBA playoffs because you know the NBA you can have an off night and still bounce back, and the NCA you have an off night and you're you're packing your bags. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, which is good or bad? You know, I, I sort of think back to 2006 Bucknell. You know, I think everybody took yeah. that for granted and was sort of looking ahead to. Uh, Arkansas Memphis in the second round down in Dallas and we just completely no showed the Bucknell game and then you know they asked Stan Heath about it afterwards and um and basically like he was like well you know like I I tried to save my guys for the Memphis game but forgot what? he had to the Bucknell game yeah, you ever heard this I never I heard this he said that I never heard this yeah he um he said something to the effect of we took about a six point lead in the second half and he pulled uh Charles Thomas and Darian Towns and uh, he left them. For an extended period, his Bucknell went on a, a run, and uh, he was trying to keep their legs fresh, he said, because, again, it was just one day off in between or something. And he's like, yeah, I was just trying to keep my players' legs fresh. Like they weren't you got to win today. Before. you got to win now. That's and why that's he's actually, an analyst now. That's why he right. went to in. Well, that. actually, that's still a terrible analyst. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you, you got to win now. You don't get to play tomorrow in two days if you don't win now. <laughs> It was like a four. Yeah, it was a four. It wasn't even a big lead. Like I remember it because like even like the CBS guys were killing it. Like I don't know what Santa he's doing here. Arkansas's on a twelve four run, and and they made sure to ask him afterwards. And I was like, yeah, I wonder if that's still on Google. Yeah, that, that was the most. I think that's probably when, regardless of what happened the next year, like he sort of like wrote his ticket out of town. It's like, oh okay, great. Yeah, we haven't won a, a you know an NCAA tournament game since nineteen ninety nine. But yeah, we're saving our legs. What a you know. You know hey, the crazy. And, th- hey, and that guy's still better than John Pelfrey. <laughs> Dude, the crazy thing to me, though, is John Pelfrey has a tournament win. He's our last and only tournament win in, like, 
13 years or something. Yeah, we, we got to change that ASAP. That's, that's got to get changed. John Pelfrey's the only guiding light in the NCAA tournament for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, he's got, he got a really good draw because Indiana's star player was wasn't he in trouble or something. No, their, their coach Gordon, got fired. That, yeah. yeah, they had. I mean, Kelvin he, Sampson. They were in trouble with the NCAA and stuff. And then, you know, they. Um, and it was an 8 9 game. The game could have went either way. Yeah, but, like. Then uh, Carolina. Yeah, but basically Indiana was like the Manson family at that time. Like uh-huh. there's so many distractions and so you know so so basically John Pelfrey beat the Manson family and then um, and then just got beheaded by North Carolina. Is, is that my second decapitation joke of the uh, <laughs> about, of North the <laughs> yeah, yeah, about North Carolina? Yeah, it's about North Carolina. Well, but how else do you? I mean, there's yeah. another way I could explain it, but it wouldn't be very. It would be less fan friendly than a than a beheading. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna call them the, the guillotine, the North Carolina guillotines from now on. <laughs> nice. I, uh, at, I was looking at last year actually the tournament, and uh, you know Tennessee they're pretty good last year. I didn't really feel like they were like. I feel like our team right now is better than their team last year, right? Would you guys? Right. Would you, would you, like our record oh, and resume, I think is better. They were about one. Pos- they were about one possession away from making it to an elite eight. Yeah. Legitimately. So, and they had to play the extra game because they were the playing yeah. game. They got the 12 seed, I think, and they, so they actually played yeah. an extra game and everything. They played an extra game. It's still we're literally one possession away from making it to the Elite Eight to play against Kentucky, actually, which would have been amazing. Well, um, on top of that, you know, you got to think, like, well, that sort of goes back to my point, like, where, you know, I'd say 7 through 10 are, like, sort of no man's land. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to, uh, you know, like, they got in the playoff game, the playing game, and they won that, but then they had to beat a 5 seed because they were a 12 seed. Yep. But they did that, and then from there on, it's like, well, crap, nobody were playing as good as that 5 seed. Now, again, beating a 5 seed is easier said than done, but you know, it gets easier as opposed to, you know, getting an eight seed. We're like, all right, we might win this game, but then we got to beat Kentucky. Yep. You know, that's not good. So it's like, yeah. you know, it, you know, that's why I say it's no man's land. Cause you're, then you're facing a top eight to 10 team. And it's like, oh man, this could get ugly in a hurry. Just sort of like it did in 2008 against, uh, the, the, against the guillotines. Didn't actually, didn't Tennessee get eliminated by North Carolina as well? There's North Carolina references everywhere today. <laughs> They did lose to them last year, you're right. I think, I think. so, in the tournament, yeah. So. Uh, North well, Carolina, get, yeah. Let's get to our predictions here. I'm going to start with uh, old Chucky Livingston. You got A&M and Kentucky. Mm. What are you seeing? And, well, I, uh, you know, other than the Ole Miss game, which seems to be sort of an outlier, Arkansas has really been dominant at home. I wouldn't even just say good. I would say dominant. Uh, I think they beat A&M, I'm going to say 68-60. to 60. Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. I think a is going to be ready to go. Like Colby said, they're going to – it's going to sort of be the opposite of Kentucky. You know, Arkansas is getting a lot of credit right now, and justifiably so. Nobody's really talking about A&M. I am. Cause we, we know about A&M and how, good, how well they're playing. But um, So I think they're going to be up. You know, uh, I don't think we'll overlook them. I just think A&M's solid, you know, and uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be a big win. I think 68-60 Arkansas. Kentucky's going to be the, the other, you know, sort of the 180. Uh, I think Kentucky's very good. I think they're going to be at home. They're going to get going. I could even see Arkansas leading it late, and Kentucky just closes out with like a 10-2 run to take a win. I'm going to say Kentucky 76, Arkansas 71. I'm going to say one and one this week. Call me what you got. Yeah, I don't know about, you know, I can tell you score prediction. I'd say Chuck's part right around 60, 68 for A&M. I think they yeah, go You could have just left it at Chuck is right. <laughs> Go go one and one, um, lose to Kentucky. I think Arkansas play Kentucky tough. Um, I know Cal Perry is gonna you know drill in their head that they lost like the last three against Arkansas, especially the last two. And and I th- I, th- I think Kentucky will win, but I think it'll be I think it'll be fairly close. And I'll I'll be happy with that. I, I mean I'm sure I'll be pissed after the Kentucky game because I just hate losing, but or hate seeing Arkansas lose. But um, you know 
you know, after I sit and think about it for a little bit, I'll be happy with one and one. Me too. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say A&M is going to be a close game. We'll get the win, though. I think we we score around 75 to 80, actually. I think we we, we like to score up. We can stay hot. Um, and then Kentucky, man, I think we're going to see a five-star straight out of the 90s type kind of game. I, I see high scoring. I think we, we can get maybe into the 90s with Kentucky. I would Ooh. love to see that. Um, the, the only thing that scares me is they actually have some people that can play. They can play small as well. I know, you know, all you hear about is their bigs and how, how big they can be. But I think the way that they end up maybe beating Arkansas is by playing small and trying to run with us because they actually have the firepower to do it with their guards. So um, I do think Arkansas can go 2-0 this week, and I'm going to go ahead and say that they do. I think Arkansas gets both wins this week. Uh, statement week for our, for our season and uh, go ahead and make it 24-5 and on the year. Oh my gosh, this guy's high. <laughs> I will uh, say that'd be great. They that'd be do great. It, uh, Arkansas might be a, a, a two or three seed as long as they don't, you know, lose out for the rest of the season. I mean, maybe a worse to four seed. That would be Arkansas's biggest win since probably the 06 Florida game at Bud Walton. Uh, they were a top five team, and we were sort of struggling, still trying to find our way. And uh, they, that team, that Florida team, ended up winning the first of two back to back national titles. But, uh, your boy Joe Kim yep. Noah. Joe Kim and Corey Brewer and uh, Al Horton, just a great team. And that was actually their last loss that year, now that we're talking about it, because they uh, they later eliminated us in the, the quarters of the SEC tournament. And uh, they won that, and then they obviously won the – so, um, you know, just a lot of Arkansas there. Um, then they beat us the next year in the SEC final. So, uh, man, I just – Basketball <laughs> is just fun again. It's just good times, you know. Um, I, I, yeah, this, two and a week, week would be outstanding. This week's also big because we also want to lock up that two seed in the SEC tournament. I don't know if that's actually been. I don't think we've locked it up yet. We still can technically not have the two seed if we lose uh, a couple of these games going forward. But that that's huge because we could actually skip like all of the lower RPI teams and just go straight to like what the quarterfinals I think in the yeah. SEC tournament. Yeah, so Friday. I think all so, four. Four teams yeah. got to buy, but you don't want to play the four. You know, you might get a matchup like Georgia LSU. You know, your yeah. first game. Yeah, but if you get the double bye, then you'll be only two games away from the finals, and you'll still you'll get a good RPI team, So, or more than likely you'll get a good RPI team. So that way a loss doesn't really kill you, and a win, you know, obviously only helps. So that's exciting. So hopefully we can at least lock that up, if nothing else, out of these last four games. But On, on top of that, you're also on the opposite side of the bracket as Kentucky, you know. And, yes. Uh, and by the way, how much money is this? Would, could the SEC make from an Arkansas-Kentucky SEC final? I'd be thinking well, about going. Holy crap! That'd be awesome. Would it be all it's the money? It's in Nashville too. It's not, not at, uh, Is it in Nashville? Yeah. That's not that far. Oh my God! Hold on a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna have well, some talk about this. <laughs> where's my calendar at? Hold on a second. All right. We well, might have the hog cast on location. There you go. Well, that's a lot on basketball, but there was also some football news actually this week. I almost forgot to talk to you guys about it. Uh, Tevin Beanham, uh, defensive end. Got arrested. It's the first uh, arrest in the Brett Bielema era. How do you guys mm. see Brett handling this? Because we haven't really seen him have to dole out any uh, discipline yet, but you can only imagine he's going to be, you know, pretty strict. What do you guys think? I think old Brett's going to uh, he's going to put the fear of God into him. He's going to make an example out of him. Uh, obviously, look, here's the thing: You're, every school has this, and I'm not excusing it, but there's been a lot less of it under Coach Bielema than there's been in the past. Not saying any names, not pointing any fingers. I'm just gonna say there's been a lot less of it than there has been in the past. Rhymes with Robbie, her Trino. <laughs> you know, I said, not saying anything, not pointing any fingers, but yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I mean, I wouldn't expect that he'll. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if he'll kick him off the team, uh, but I, he could go that far and uh, just to say, hey, you know, we don't take this thing lying down. I want uncommon guys 
and you know getting arrested and whatnot carrying on is a uh, it's very common uh you, you can get away with that at tennessee or missouri but um oh yeah I, i'm throwing shade in missouri today what's up auburn. in auburn, well, auburn. You, can away, you can get away with the theft uh, and probably murder at auburn i think at auburn you lock up a starting spot when you first get arrested and i think like you have to <laughs> get arrested it's like a ritual like, you're definitely yeah. common you'll fit in at auburn <laughs> exactly yeah so you know um i expect he'll deal with it swift and uh justifiably uh i don't think he'll decapitate him you know i don't think he's gonna <laughs> run him off but north carolina guillotine he's not gonna i'm telling you i'm going i'm gonna break the record tonight uh yeah so i'll say that man i will you know whatever he'll, he'll make up something in the spring he might even be suspended a couple games like that's how i feel about it and uh i support coach bilma and whatever he decides to do colby yeah, I mean, I, I think um, it'll probably be a little in-house, and I figure with Bielema, um, you know, this isn't domestic violence or anything. Of course, you don't want to see anybody drinking and driving, but I think, you know, he'll probably be running a lot of bleachers, and, you know, he'll probably be in a short leash, and, you know, if he makes any other mistake, uh, especially if it's involving drinking and driving, then, you know, he'll probably be kicked off the team. But I, I don't think he'll be kicked off. I think it'll just be internally, uh, you know, maybe suspended. I don't even spend it a, a quarter or anything, being so far from uh, uh, the season. The only thing that worries me is we had some issues with Corliss Marshall last year, you know. Um, mm. And he was actually never arrested uh, in any kind of, like, police trouble that we know of anyway. Um, and he actually got kicked off the team. So I'm curious to see how this is going to go. I've, this could be Beanham's first offense. We don't know if there was other, you know, issues uh, in-house that were dealt with. But I, I honestly, guys, like, I'm actually going to – defer here from you guys i think i would not be surprised if he gets kicked off the team i really Ooh. think that that brett really might bring down the hammer and be like look we don't we don't play that here like we, we don't do that because i mean I, I remember him talking about it before he was actually you know talking really proud about his team and how he hasn't had any arrests or any problems in his tenure here so far and this guy comes in and you know gets a dwi and had possession of liquor in the car and stuff i got i don't know man i, I wouldn't be surprised if brett brought the hammer down he jinxed it by saying that. Yeah, I like, I like how my teams behave and carry on. Oh, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> well, you, you had to know. I mean, two years is a long time to go without anybody getting arrested, so it's bound to come uh, sooner or later. But, you know, like at least it's not you know domestic violence issue or anything like that or, you know, uh, robbery, robbing somebody. I mean, of course, we know a few years ago we had somebody, uh, three players, you know, go in a dorm and, and steal some stuff. So, <laughs> God, you that, know, that's, uh, you that's know, true. Uh, but I mean, I could, I, I agree. I could see it happen. Like Logan says, I could see him make an example, especially his, his first one that's actually got arrested since he's been here. You know, he could say, "Hey, this is this is not how we do things around here." Right. I like well, it. We, got, we got time for like one more topic, and this is one that's mm. been been popular uh, on the message boards, on radio shows. Uh, in Mike life. Anderson in life, Mike Anderson's got a lot of heat up until around we started winning. I know that's yeah. easy to say, but I mean. It's true. I mean, a lot of people weren't weren't happy with the Mike Anderson era, even as early as this season, really. Like, even before SEC play started, people were, you know, putting him on the hot seat. Even us, really. I mean, that loss to Clemson had a, I mean, had me worried. I know, I don't know about you guys. I was, I was, I was, I was rattled. pretty rattled. So, so what do you guys say to the Mike Anderson haters, and how do you feel about that whole like regime of fans that are still still even now hating on Mike Anderson? Well, Pay attention. Been... Open your eyes. Like, you know. Go ahead, Colby. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, you go ahead. You already started. Uh, p- pay attention, man. Like, I mean, it, Arkansas has really gotten better every year since he's been there, which is a big thing when you got a coach taking over a new regime. Um, you know, this year is obviously a talented year. Uh, it's a talented team, I mean. But how much credit do you have to? G- I mean, you got to give Coach Anderson some credit for recruiting those guys and 
you know, make sure they can play the system and things like that. You know, I mean, they and the SEC is way more difficult than it's been in the past. So, um, again, some people weren't sure if um, if he was even better than, you know, John Pelfrey or, you know, Stan Heath. It's kind of laughable now, I think, uh, extremely laughable. Those guys are as funny as Richard Pryor in his prime. But, like, um, you know, it's just, I mean, it's just a different feeling. You know, you don't have some of the nonsense he cleaned up off the court thing. Like, it's not even the same program that we saw five years ago. Uh, now and that's due largely to him because you know he he's an experienced guy and again I, I I really had no doubts until probably the Clemson game this year about the direction of the pr- program just because he's done it before you sort of knew what to expect so and it's all and the, the other thing is like it's actually followed his exact blueprint to uh to success at UAB in Missouri so like this year was I think we all predicted it'd be a big year for Arkansas and uh it has been but I mean the Mike Anderson era so far you have to at least grade him a a B or above just because of how he's just molded a, a program that was sort of going off the rails when he arrived here. And, uh, now they're, you know, we're back on the, back on the right track. And I mean, we're having the best season we've had since the nineties. I'll take it. I've just been listening to the radio and them haters aren't calling in anymore. I mean, they're not even calling in to say they're wrong. I mean, it's been crickets. It's been refreshing. Oh, lately, they won't but, do that. <laughs> no, but you know, it's, uh, Mike Anderson, you know, I always had faith, you know, like y'all were saying, the Clemson game, there's a couple doubts. It's like, you know, what's wrong happened at Arkansas that he hasn't been able to do where he had other places. But you had a coach that came in from Missouri, a harder place to win in a tougher conference, and he won. If you come, go to a better school, or a school with better facilities, you can get more talent there in an easier conference. You think you're gonna have more success, and so that's kind of always been my thing about Mike Anderson. I always thought he could win and be like uh, someone coaching Kentucky, winning at Kentucky, and then going to I don't know a Big Ten team like an Ohio State. You they're probably gonna win there, wouldn't you say? Because they're gonna have you know easier time getting better players, and they're gonna play their competition is gonna be not, not as very as good. So that's always been my thing. I always had faith in. Anderson, I just thought he's a good coach, but um, you know, and he's he's the second winningest coach after 125 games. Um, he's won more games in four years than Nolan has, and it, like Chuck said, he's getting better and better every year. So I don't know if people, I mean, you, you still have people kind of calling in or message boards, um, um, still kind of hating on him. I don't know if they just don't like him or or what, but I mean, I mean, the guy's here to stay, and and uh, I don't think he's leaving anytime soon, and so you better get used to this winning. I think people also forget how like much of a dumpster fire he inherited. Oh I mean, my gosh! I mean, not not even just like a talent issue, but like the APR issue was a, a definite, Everything. yeah, definite deterrent to like recruiting and stuff. I mean, I know Jeff Long. Uh, he normally pretty political guy. I know he went on the Bo Show very recently and just talked about how much of a dumpster fire uh, Mike Anderson uh, inherited. And I know he wouldn't say that unless it was completely true because that's not that's not Jeff's scene really. So I mean. For him to take over the mess that he did and to have us back. I mean, last year we were a couple games away from making an NCAA tournament, you know. And this year we're playing for seeding pretty much at this point. So, like you said, every year we've gotten better. I can't really knock the guy. I was worried after the Clemson game. I really was because we weren't playing very well. And we lost to what I thought was not a very good team in Clemson. I I still don't think they're that great. Um, They're not as bad as I initially thought, but... Um, I was worried, but he has proved me wrong, and I'm happy for it. I mean, I'm, I hope to see many more years of Mike Anderson. Yeah, and also the thing, you know, everybody kind of pointed to, you know, like John Pelfrey fans, supporters, things like that. They always said, oh, Arkansas is in such a mess with Stan Heath got here, and, you know, he did this and that. I mean, I never – I don't know if that's true or not. I don't really recall. Um, but he left it in pretty bad shape too just because he had so many guys shuffling in and out, you know. So, you know, Mike just um, – 
I mean, just the direction of the pro. I mean, even if you don't, if you're not happy with this year, and again, there's so much still to be written. We don't know what's going to happen, but um, if he wins a tournament game or two, and you know, we win 25, 26 games, and you know, uh, the direction of the program is is definitely trending upward. You know, like uh, this year's been better than last year, and last year is better than the year before. Um, and again, we got high end players coming in. You know, um, if Bobby Portis decides to stick around and Michael Qualls, then you know, next year could be another situation where um, Arkansas is in the dance again, and, and now they're almost being talked about as a perennial uh, NCAA tournament team. And uh, again, you know that everybody wants Final Fours and Elite Eights and national titles, but uh, the, the fact of the matter is those are hard to come by. And um, again, you know, Mike came here when the program was really in the dumps, the worst program it had been, the worst that our program had been in since really the Lanny Van Eman era, and. Um, and he, how about that name? How about that blast of the past? <laughs> Don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, he was before Eddie Sutton. So, um, yeah, they did play basketball before Eddie Sutton. But, um, you know, so just for a guy to, to, to come on faith like that and, and know that he could turn it around and win. And he's a confident guy. That's the thing I like about him probably the best. You know, I never got the impression that, you know, John Pelfrey or Stan Heath were very confident guys. But, like, Mike Anderson, you can just tell. You know, like he's – like even going back when Frank Heath wanted to, to bait him into a fist fight, like – you know, he uh, Mike's not really sweating all that nonsense. You know, he, he he's cooler than that. You know, he 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 knows. You know, he just shakes always, it off. Yeah, he shakes it off. You know, and and I mean, it, there's something you know to be you know commendable about that. You know, it's just it's been a pleasure, and you know, style of play is another thing. I mean, this is way more fun to watch than either of the other two guys, and you know, and the success is certainly the the most important part. But you know, and then you got guys that are in common; they're not acting up off the court, and um, it's just been a pleasure. You know, Mike Anderson, he's um. I don't know if he surpassed my expectations just because I thought he would be wildly successful and he's been very successful so far, but um, he's still been pretty good. And, you know, we needed somebody to come in and take the reins of this ship. So, And two, two knocks on Mike Anderson we always heard was he couldn't develop big man and his style wouldn't work. Well, Bobby Portis has proven that he can, uh, you know, he's, he can develop a big man and style of play. I mean, Louisville plays a very similar style. West Virginia, they're winning. And Mike Anderson's showing that he can win with the style. So I, I think, uh, I think people are just grasping for something to, you know, kind of reach and say that, you know, they didn't think Mike Anderson was going to win here, but, I mean, he's proven it, you know, every way. Some people probably didn't like he was so close to Nolan, too, but, you mm-hmm. know, that's over with, too. You can't you can't dwell on the past, and, um, you know, if you're going to come in here and save win. the program. Yeah, exactly. Just, just yeah, win ballgames. Who cares, yeah. Yeah, you, you can keep all that other stuff, so. Um I think that's all we got, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Next week, uh, we'll have the, the breakdown from the week that was in basketball. It's a big one, so hopefully we come back 2-0, right, Chuck? 2-0. Yeah. No, it's going I would, down. I would love it. <laughs> um, I would so, yeah, and we're still uh, – I need to get back with Martrell Spate. I know he's at, the, he's at the combine right now, so hopefully we can get him on. If not next week, then maybe the week after that. Um, so be looking for that. And thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, everybody. Go Hogs. <laughs>